Get that India, big boy. Hello and welcome back to a special edition of the Tip Sheet Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John, also known as 4020. Joining me for a fantastic little interview is my good mate, 60s, big fella, it's always good to have a chat to you, but it's even better when we get to have a chat to a great guest. Yeah, we will continue to bring you special episodes of the tip sheet when we can maybe fill in uh, a little bit of our knowledge, a little bit of listeners' knowledge with what's going on around uh, the Parramatta Rugby League Club at all levels. Um, that's what we're able to do today. And, of course, we are able to do that with thanks to our sponsors, Big Swing Golf, North Mead and Star Partners Real Estate, Auburn, Norellan and Parramatta. Well said, big fella. And now I'll let you do the introductions for our special guest. John, this special episode of the tip sheet is one where we're going to be providing our listeners with an update about the Parramatta Junior Rugby League. Outside of the importance to young people in the community, it goes without saying that a healthy junior league is important to elite pathways and therefore the Eels NRL operations. To that end, who better to speak to than the general manager of the Parramatta Junior Rugby League, Adam Fairley. Adam, thanks for joining us once more. No worries, fellas, and thanks again for having me. You've now got this first season as general manager under your belt. We'll dig into some of the specifics of the year during this podcast. But to kick things off, what aspect of the role has provided the greatest satisfaction for you in this past 12 months? I'd say it'd be the way the clubs, the coaches, the players, the parents and supporters have really embraced the initiatives that we've implemented throughout the season. Uh, it was a season in, of change. We included the online content, a strategic plan and an updated constitution. And the whole way through, we had the backing of our people. So that, that to me, was the, yeah, the, the greatest satisfaction throughout the course of the year. The season launch was an early highlight. Can you tell our listeners about the features of that day? Yeah, so the season launch coincided with the Under 6 Fun Day. So the Under 6 Fun Day, it's a wonderful opportunity for those players and parents that are new to the game to experience really the inner sanctum of the Parramatta Eels. Uh, They arrive and they're presented with their own Parramatta Eels jersey. They have the opportunity to rub shoulders with our NRL and NRLW stars down in the change rooms before they get to run out onto the field uh, to the the cheers and the, the clapping of our presidents and secretaries. Uh, who, of course, were um, at the season launch. Then they partook in some on-field skill drills before having some fun in jumping castles and getting their faces painted and the like. Um, And obviously our season launch for our club reps and sponsors provided an insight into the year ahead and we also had a a and a with Sean Lane, Sean Russell and our Junior League ambassador, Nathan Kalis. So it was a great way to start the year. Look, it was a, it was a great day to be at, and it's obviously the the fun for the young kids that comes with all, with that. I, I guess the added benefit too that it makes them Parramatta aspirational, doesn't it? To get that sort of experience of you know rubbing shoulders with NRL players, um, being in the change sheds, running out onto the field, that yeah, sort of thing. It certainly does. So um, their parents may be new to rugby league and the kids may not have played rugby league before. They may not have selected their team as yet. So to have that in-house experience with the Eels, yeah, it's, it's certainly aimed at bringing them on as a para supporter as well. 
So in amongst the number of initiatives introduced this year, one of the most visible has been the media and social media coverage. Can you talk us through what that has included? Yeah, so we ensured that our social media this year was structured so that our followers knew what was being promoted each week and when it was going to be posted. So every Saturday, for example, at five o'clock, we live-streamed our Match of the Round in the Central West Conference. So that focused on our under-16 Division One competition. So for the first 11 rounds in that initiative, all clubs played a home game and then the next three rounds being uh, 12 through 14, we selected the match of the round based on positions in the table and the matchups that were upcoming. The quality of the rugby league was really of the, the highest standard and the closeness of that competition during finals was testament to the equal ability of those top teams and it, it really showcased that Central West Conference in, it, in its best light. While the live pitches are, are great for everyone to see, the quality of the commentator to call the action throughout those games um, is paramount. So we were lucky enough to have Lewis Shepherd on board and his passion for rugby league and his dedication to our league and to those involved was really second to none. He brought those games to life. On Mondays, we posted Joey Grimer's Eels coaching reel. So these segments were aimed at our up-and-coming coaches looking to implement the fundamental skills and drills into their training sessions. Tuesdays we released the match of the round highlights and uh, part of that was after game interviews with the coaches and a player from each of the teams uh, and then we also had video footage from our Little League Legends which focused on a different club every week so that focused on the highlights of games of under sixes to under nines matches. Every Wednesday we posted highlights from each of our under 18s matches so the cameras are there on Friday nights. This included two tries from each winning team and one try from the opposition and it had the scores and intermittently we added the tables so that everyone knew every, where everyone was sitting. Thursdays we had the interviews with those Little League legends. We found about their favourite foods, their superheroes, their NRL ambitions. Uh, and our followers had the opportunity to also um, submit their try of the week every week. And the winner of the try of the week, which was selected by uh, the Junior League staff, received a signed Parramatta Eels jersey. Each Friday, we promoted the Match of the Round fixture for the coming Saturday. On top of our staples, we also covered a number of feature stories. So they included the Camperabatta Homework Club, um, the boys that travel from Gadooga on the Queensland border to come down and yep. play for All Saints Toongabby. We went out to the Payer Cup knockout, a knockout for under nines on the King's Birthday long weekend, uh, where we were lucky enough to follow our three teams and two of them made it through to the grand final. We had a range of clubs, um, club days, including Women in League, Pink Round, Back to the Club Day. We covered the Try Time Gala Day out at Wente, and we had a, a feature story on girls playing league tag. So all of those features had extremely high engagement and showed that our followers were really interested in stories about our participants outside of on the field. I really can't let it go without mentioning that try of the week that, <laughs> that went viral, the uh, Marylands, yeah. uh, Marylands try. Um, what age was that? Was that 16s or 18s? It was under 18s. Under yeah. 18s, yeah. First, first hit up of the game, so um, straight to the, probably to the halfback who offloaded and then he just steamrolled his way through the whole team. <laughs> um, other... Other handles on uh, social media platforms picked that up. So uh, Sky Rugby was one, and it had over 15 million views. It was unbelievable. Yeah, you love seeing that sort of traction in social media. Uh, I think Craig's going to ask you a little bit about the interpersonal development of some of the, the people that were interviewed through the course of this coverage, but how have the clubs themselves responded to that sort of explosion 
of media coverage that you provided in your first year? They've been very receptive um, to the increased media. This is evidenced by the number of clubs that have requested our multimedia coordinator, Tim Gray, to come out and visit them on their club days. And we're currently working on a registration campaign uh, and we've reached out to clubs for their participation to help to tell the story. And we've had an exceptional response to date. So they're, they're really behind it. And, um, you know, we go out and around the grounds and all the kids say, hey, there's a TikTok dude. So uh, Tim, Tim, is, Tim is known um, uh, far and wide throughout our district. Well, I actually thought that um, the coverage went to another level in that final series because... Um, you know, we got we got to hear a little bit more from the players and staff about their approach to the game, um, and obviously recorded before the game. So you know what 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 they most looking uh, or what they've been focusing on through the week and, and that sort of thing. But how pleasing was it to see the communication skills of these people that are involved in the teams just seem to go to another level. It was. It was very pleasing. Everyone embraced the promotion of our league and Tim travelled right across the district. Not only was it before games, but he went out to training sessions and got vision of the team's training, spoke to the coaches, predominantly spoke to the captains of the teams of our minor premiers. And it didn't matter what gender, age group or division, he was welcomed by the clubs and the teams to undertake that task. They obviously knew he was coming, so they came prepared. Uh, he provided them with um, lead questions, so they yeah. knew what was going to be coming at them, but uh, they, they did certainly embrace it. And team representatives are only too happy to give up their time prior to games uh, in their final series to add to that storytelling uh, and the raw emotion uh, prior to the bigger games. So that was, that was excellent, as you said, for everyone to see. We believe our coverage across the district is probably unrivaled and it's testament to Tim, who's out and about getting all that vision, asking the questions, producing the stories of our league, um, to think of all the, the vision and the interviews and everything that's been put together. It's, it's one person doing that. Yeah. Uh, you think about a, a rugby league club like the Eels or like any other NL club and how many staff they've got to put together, what they um, churn out every week. Uh, what Tim did was amazing as a one-man band. <laughs> And there is another factor in the coverage, and that is to provide the local players, footage of local players, that is, to the Eels Elite Pathway staff. How important is it to have a close relationship between the local competition and the Eels Elite Pathways program? Yeah, it's, it's extremely important. The majority of our rep players come from our junior league, particularly in Harold Vance when they first en enter the representative foray. And they're scouts at our games every weekend. And with the purchase of the VO units this year uh, and the match of the round live stream, our Pathways teams have had access to the vision of matches like never before. So um, for those that don't know what a VO unit is, um, it's a recording device uh, that basically takes a 180-degree view of the games and they get uploaded and all of our Pathways staff have access to that. So every under 13 and above game is recorded in the Parramatta district and, as I said, uh, probably unrivaled vision that they've got available to them. While our roles are separate, um, Pathways and Junior League, the Pathways obviously require a strong and um, vibrant Junior League for our representative teams to prosper. And testament to our Junior League players is the fact that it's very difficult to be chosen in our teams. Um, therefore, those that aren't chosen seek to go to other clubs to realise a representative opportunity. This was definitely the case for Harold Matz this season uh, and the depth and quality of our 16-1 teams with many players um, scattered across a range of clubs. Uh, they were able to 
find positions with other clubs, uh, not necessarily with para. And, and this is very prevalent as well in our female space because our numbers are so high and other districts are quite low. They're, they're just embryonic and, and coming through. Um, quite obviously, there's, there's not the opportunities at para that there potentially are at other clubs. And therefore, um, our, our females are finding their ways into other representative teams. Well, we um, speaking of close relationships at the uh, presentation night, it was revealed that uh, the Parramatta Leagues Club had invested over three hundred and sixty-four thousand in the junior competition during twenty twenty-three, which is it's a massive investment. Can you explain to our listeners how that money is put to use? Paraleagues has been a long-time supporter and investor in the Junior League. They contribute to a range of funding initiatives, which means that clubs can keep registration fees at a low level or, alternatively, they can invest more money into their players and coaching staff. The Paraleagues investment works out at close to $40 in savings per player, and it also contributes to the administration of the Junior Rugby League, meaning (coughs) that we can keep our fees to a minimum to clubs. I think it's important to um, advise what the investment covers because it's it's so wide-ranging. So um, we have 16 clubs that receive 10 tickets to each Eels home game. Uh, we receive an Eels signed jersey, of which one goes to each individual club um, to use for fundraising. Uh, the um, Those jerseys that weren't used by clubs were used for the try of the year this year. Um, We've got officials and players vests, so that's no cost for junior legal clubs. Insurance, so clubs don't have to pay insurance for their um, under four to under 18 age players. That also includes officials, so their club committees, their sport trainers, their league first aid. The match day footballs, each um, team is provided with a, a football, no cost for the junior league or the clubs. Our grand final trophies, the filming of our under 18s matches, um, coach the coaches course to upskill our coaches. A contribution to our presentation night, so that means that the, the clubs didn't have to pay to attend. Um, the printing of our score sheets, the grand final programs, they cover all the referee match payments from under sixes to under 18. So again, no cost for club, it stays, that money stays in their club coffers for their use. Communication gear for officials, um, training tool for match review for officials, uh, the coaching of junior referees and a pre-season training and upskilling camp for referees. So it's wide-reaching across all sectors of the Junior League. And as I said, it's money that uh, the Junior League doesn't have to find, clubs don't need to find, and referees don't need to find. So it's very valuable. And the other part of that equation is the involvement of Trivet Subaru as a multi-year sponsor. How has their sponsorship, uh, sponsorship, not sponsorship, sorry, uh, benefited clubs... Uh, greatly. They've donated a car for the last three seasons, which has gone to raffle. So all proceeds from that raffle go back to the clubs. So if a club sells $5,000 in tickets, that goes straight into their club account. Over the past three seasons, clubs have received over 94000 in funding through this initiative. Their sponsorship continues in 2024, and we will look forward to working with Trivet Subaru and our clubs to make the partnership bigger and better going forward. I want to give now a bit of a snapshot of the scale of the Parramatta Junior Rugby League because we've been we've been talking about all this funding and we, and and the support for it, but we really need to explore and and talk about these numbers because there are twenty seven junior clubs spread across six local councils. So already we're getting an idea of the of the size. There's over five and a half thousand registered players, four hundred and seventy six coaches, eight hundred and forty three trainers, six hundred and sixty five volunteers, 
and a community that, that extends to the sponsors, the families, friends, supporters of the junior clubs and players. The, the magnitude of, of the reach of the Community Rugby League and the responsibility of the Parramatta Junior Rugby League is evident in those numbers. So how important is strategy, um, is, is, the, is the governance and the strategy around what you do? It's exceptionally important. So a plan for the way forward, is it, it's vitally important. Myself coming in at the start of the season with new eyes on where we were, uh, we had the Gamba report and what that was telling us. Uh, working with those that have been in the Junior League for a long time when putting the strategic plan together, it was the right mix to ascertain where we need to be and how we need to get there. The strategic plan is born out of the eight pillars of the 2022 Gemba report into the Junior League. So we knew where we had been falling short. We just had to work out together on the path how to get um, to where we need to be. Governance is vitally important. Clubs need to conduct their business in line with the relevant acts. They're effectively representing their membership and those parents that are paying their hard-earned for their kids to play sport and be part of their club. They need to be satisfied that their club's compliant and this includes making sure their management committee know their roles, um, that they, they're lodging their financials, that they're following the correct processes at their AGMs, uh, that they're submitting their club health check documentation to the New South Wales Rugby League. And this year the Junior League are actually requesting a lot more information for a club to become affiliated. Clubs require help obtaining grants and funding. Their facilities require upgrades, particularly those clubs who are growing their female participation. They, they need... Um, facilities for the females to be able to get changed and get ready before matches. The behaviour of our players, coaches, trainers and spectators, it needs to improve. There were many code of conducts this year and it's pleasing to say that our clubs are 100% on side with this target to clean this up. Uh, we need to, we will look to implement a culture day for our youth prior to the 2024 season. So Penrith have run some very successful and it's been uh, well advertised and documented, those programs have done in recent years. And we need to become more involved in that space. To that end, I'm working with Parramatta Eels Education and Wellbeing Manager, David Gower, in the coming weeks to work on what we can do next year. Clubs also require help in obtaining servicing sponsors, obtaining and servicing their sponsors. We'll look to provide them with contacts to help with this process. A recent Junior League survey provided information that Parents are willing to volunteer for their club committees. Our current members, they, they need to be transparent and diligent to build the trust of their membership, to welcome them in, to provide the help they need. Let's face it, the um, club committees are, are volunteers and any help they can get, um, they, they should embrace that. Uh, some Sometimes, and, and in time gone by, club committees can be a bit of closed shops, but um, now, you know, because there's not as many people putting their hand up, they need all the help they can get, so they've mm. got to embrace that. We, uh, we need our clubs to grow. Some of our clubs only had one team this season. So um, there's different forms of rugby league that's available now. League tag's an excellent way for females to enter our game, and there's many clubs that are really looking to embrace that in 2024. Communicating with our clubs and participants is of vital importance. Our people need to know what's going on, why it's happening, when it's happening. We've communicated well with our clubs this year, but um, our surveys are saying that we probably need to communicate a bit better with our participants, so we'll be working hard to do that. Coaching is of vital importance, so if a player and their parents have a good experience, they're most likely going to come back the next season. 
We need to ensure that our coaches are not only coaching the fundamentals of our game, but are able to coach the motivation, confidence. They need to check in with their players' emotions and they need to foster team cohesion. Uh, our ambassador, Nathan Kalos, will be hosting Coach the Coaches sessions in March next year and he's going to work with our coaches on these abilities. And community engage engagement is also of vital importance. We need to work with our schools to promote all forms of our game, which aims to attract more participants. Uh, let's face it, Western Sydney is a very multicultural area. We need to embrace the different cultures and understand how they'd like to participate in our game. The Parramatta Eels are working on the Parramatta Eels Way, which will be released in the coming months, and that will focus on getting new people involved, not only in the club, but in our game at junior level. I think when we're when we're talking about the scale of running a junior rugby league, all those factors that you just spoke about, I mean, it, it really. It, sometimes I think you know maybe people don't realise the like the ins and outs of that. And there's been, I mean, our experience was for some of the clubs uh, when we were um, profiling them that you'd have some clubs where there'd be you know a big committee, and then there'd be other clubs where there was maybe only a couple of people that were responsible for running the entire show at that club, you know, no matter how many teams they had. So, you know, this this is a major step forward in um, in assisting all clubs. And building on that line of thought, back in August, the uh, 2023 to 2025 PGRL, PJRL strategic plan was released. Um, we're going to put a link to that plan in our podcast for listeners who want to get into, uh, sort of into the details there. But in every one of those eight pillars listed, the following was repeated. We will always strive to assist, foster, promote and propagate the game of rugby league throughout and within the PNRL district. Why is that such an important statement? The statement uh, does form part of the objects in our constitution uh, and it's also part of the Parramatta Eels strategic plan with respect to the junior league. So um, quite obviously it's, it's vitally important. Um, the strategic plan links our objects with the Parramatta Eels values and that being accountable, all in, united and respect. Uh, anyone that's visited uh, Eels HQ here at Kellyville will see uh, in the recreational room that uh, our, our values are plastered all over the walls. So uh, the, the NRL board oversee the Junior League and therefore it's important that our objects and values flow through the entire Eels business, be it NRL, Junior League, etc., to me, the clarity and transparency of the document is a feature. Can you explain to us why that there's an importance for junior clubs to be able to see the structure and the goals of the Parramatta Junior Rugby League? The great thing about the strategic plan was that the clubs were involved in the process of its content. They had representatives on the subcommittee, so we put together a subcommittee, we had a charter, we asked people to... Uh, put their hand up to be on it, and we had great club representation on that. We conducted that uh, a recent forum with our club presidents and secretaries just last weekend, and their attitude is continually aligned to the key focus areas and targets of our strategic plan. It's a lot easier to deliver outcomes when you've got the backing of those involved, and our current group of presidents and secretaries that are exceptionally supportive of where we're headed. Digging into a couple of the aspects of that plan that caught our attention, uh, firstly and perhaps one of the more important ones was participation numbers. The number of registered players, both male and female, has shown significant growth from 2022 to 2023. Fem female registrations are up an incredible 62.8% on 
on the 2019 pre-COVID numbers, and that's obviously a phenomenal number. Uh, but the male registrations are slightly down, uh, roughly 7.1% on those 2019 numbers. Uh, so while there was that year-to-year growth, we're still down on pre-COVID. Are you confident about getting those numbers for the boys back up to the pre-COVID numbers and beyond? We are, we are. And the easiest way to grow participation is to retain your participation. There's a, there's a large churn of players that we lose year on year. So we simply need to provide the best competitions and make players want to come back. The experience at a club and within a team is vitally important. And this is why club structure and governance and a coach's interaction with their players and parents is vitally important. Our promotion of the league aims to keep people informed and engaged and the strategic plan focuses on attracting players to new forms of the game. Our clubs are on board with this target and we should see many new players enter our ranks over the next few seasons. So, yeah, we are are confident to get to those pre-COVID male numbers. Now, you've touched on this uh, in in one of your uh, earlier responses to our question, but literally every aspect of that strategic plan contains elements directly aimed at providing the junior clubs with the support and tools to assist their own operations and governance. Um, And there is such a diverse range of skills across the volunteers that run all of the clubs. So how essential is it to provide resources for those clubs for the specific needs that they might have it's absolutely essential we've provided clubs with the roles and responsibilities of their committee roles we've also provided them with training concerning the introduction of member protection information officers at each club which is required now by the office of the children's guardian Uh, we've had an expert in uh, a particular field which is relative to the running of a club attend each of our presidents and secretaries meetings um, the bottom line is our committees, they're volunteers. Um, so the more structure we provide to them, the more efficient they'll become and, and the better they'll become at their roles uh, with respect to being compliant with everything they need to do. And, of course, because we sort of touched on that before with, um, you know, before it might have been a bit of a closed shop with committees and what have you, um, but now there's a, a, you know, a greater need for volunteers that skill transference or the knowledge transference to go from people who maybe were running the show before if they're not involved with the club again and then you've got people that are maybe, you know, coming in new and, and you know, they're, they're really not coming in with this, maybe the same knowledge base as what people were going there before. So it, it's, it's great to be able to provide them with that resource. And now the season just wrapped up with the annual PJRL presentation night. It was hosted at the Marconi Club this year. First of all, congratulations on a fantastic event. We saw the culmination of all that incredible media work in an absolutely lights-out video presentation that was fantastic for everyone there. Yeah, absolutely. But one of the big highlights of the night was seeing all the volunteers of the year from each club receiving recognition. How did you view the event and what has been the feedback from the clubs involved? As you say, the presentation night, it was a great celebration of the the year. Uh, The club representation on the night was large and the feedback we've received has been pretty complimentary to date. It's vitally important to recognise our volunteers. In the past, we've only recognised one across the district, but it was great to see all clubs represented uh, at our presentation night recently. We've received some constructive comments and uh, we'll simply aim to make next year bigger and better. Um, But the great thing is that um, we're after a lot of feedback from people and it does continue to come in. So anyone that uh, attended our recent presentation night has been asked to provide their feedback. And seeing all those volunteers up there, gave it's like the vibe of a team of the year, like the Dell EMs, where, you know, 
there's not a singular talented individual across the entire competition. There's dozens. So seeing them all together, you know, across all different clubs involved was fantastic. 27 volunteers yeah. of the year. There you go. You know, <laughs> I mean, again, it puts the scope of this district into perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So finally, Adam, let's put on the hat of looking forward. What can we look forward to in the Parramatta Junior Rugby League in 2024? Uh, as I alluded to, we have undertaken a number of surveys after season. We're currently working with the Canary Bulldogs District Junior Rugby League and the New South Wales Rugby League with respect to the competition format for under-13s and older males. There's likely to be some favourable outcomes based on the feedback we have received from the surveys. Uh, we've obviously got a strategic plan, so we'll look to implement the key focus areas there. We've got the backing of the clubs, so we, we just need to focus on them and get them delivered. We're working on a refreshed social media offering for 2024, and there's going to be a possible collaboration with a third party to provide some more real content in and around our grounds. And ultimately, we'll be working hard to provide a competitive and fair competition and to promote the Junior League the best we can for all of our stakeholders. Adam, I think it's fair to say that you've hit the ground running in your first year as the GM for the PJRL and you've done a fantastic job. We know that you're an incredibly busy individual, so taking time out today to give us a little bit of insight into the state of the, the district has been really appreciated. Uh, thanks for coming on the tip sheet, mate. You've done a wonderful job so far and we really look forward to seeing what you and the district can do in uh, 2024. Thank you very much and thanks to the Cumberland Throw for your support throughout the season and we look forward to working together next year. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks to Adam there for the fantastic chat. Uh, very informative as always and a fantastic hand knowing that, uh, well, I say fantastic hand, a fantastic mind and a good hands for our junior district to be in 60s. Uh, he's done some wonderful work in his first year and we really look forward to seeing how that grows into season 2024 yeah i can only encourage people that haven't had a chance to look at some of the social media work that's been done around the Parramatta juniors this year to go and uh, check out their um instagram account their facebook uh tiktok i believe uh, listening to adam as well i'm not i haven't been someone that's uh been into tiktok but that might be something that TCT could venture into, but uh, all of their social media, um, it's great for communication, but it really does raise the level of fun, uh, raise the profile of Junior Rugby League. And you can, it, when you have a look at it, you can see why the Parramatta Junior Rugby League has made such uh, great strides this year. It's in, it's in very good hands and uh, continues to move forward. Yeah, we've been banging the drums about getting the game up to speed in the digital age for a long time, 60s, and I think Adam's made some significant steps in that regard, so well done there. And, uh, you know, he's obviously looking to grow and grow the, both the code and the district, and uh, there's some fantastic initiatives underway, as you gathered from our chat just then, and like I said, really keen to see where it goes in 2024 and beyond. Oh, yeah, and, and of course, with uh, great partners for the Junior Rugby League, uh, like uh, Parramatta Leagues Club, mm -hmm. with the massive funding that they put into it over... Um, $364,000, I think it was, from memory that they pumped into the uh, Parramatta Junior Rugby League this year. And again, I encourage people to, to um, have a look at the link that John's going to put in the uh, podcast to the, um, the Eels' um, st uh, strategic plan for the next three years. Um, and also their, uh, their sponsor, Trevette um, Subaru, for their, um, their continued sponsorship, which allows them to get the the 
extra support of each of the individual junior clubs mm-hmm. via the raffles. And speaking of support, thanks again to our sponsors, Big Swing Golf, North Mead and Star Partners Real Estate, Auburn, Norellan and Parramatta, because as we just said with the, uh, with the juniors, uh, so it is with the Cumberland Throw that we would not be able to bring you what we do without the support of our sponsors. So uh, our thanks to them. Uh, thanks to you, John, for uh, today and to Adam. Uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And as we always say, go you mighty eels.